You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech, where we walk down the street banging on everything we see that resonates, where transformations of the recording industry resonate as much as transcendence of the making of sound waves. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, a PR firm that specializes in music and technology. And today I'm super excited to bring on the show somebody we've never had before. Uh, I'd like to welcome you, Dave Mandelbrook from from Reverb, the CEO of Reverb. How are you, David? I'm doing great, Dimitri. How are you? I'm doing great, too. Um, so let's dive in. I've got tons I want to talk about. Reverb is such an amazing brand in the music space. Um, but what, how do you describe Reverb for anyone who's yet to shop there? Yeah, you know, for somebody that has yet to shop at Reverb, the way I describe Reverb is that it's the place for music makers to find the largest selection of new, used, and vintage musical instruments that hopefully will inspire them. You know, it's funny. As soon as I said, how do you uh, describe it to anyone who shopped there? I thought, uh oh, he's probably going to say, what about people who sell there? Because that's the other <laughs> side of it, right? It, it absolutely is the other side of it. And the, and the great thing for people that sell on Reverb is it's, it's almost exactly the reverse. It's the place to find the largest community of music makers that um, would be eager to play their instruments. Yeah, it's so cool. And and what you didn't say in your little description is it it somehow you guys have created a brand that feels like a community. It does not just feel like a marketplace. It feels like the people that shop at Reverb, they're like lifelong advocates and champions. Like it's like it's like a kid that went to the record store and they went to, back to the same record store. They seem like Reverb people seem like that too, don't they? They do. And you know, for a long time at Reverb, we talked about how we wanted Reverb to really feel like a music store, a place where, you know, you could go, you could go in and you could find other, you know, people that were experts on the musical gear that you were interested in. You could um, you know, maybe connect with other people that were there that were interested in the same gear as you are. And you're absolutely right, Reverb, because we've got this intense focus on music makers, it does feel very much like a community that, um, you know, that our users really enjoy. I mean, the other thing that's interesting about it to me is it seems like the sellers and the buyers are actually one and the same, you know? I mean, I know that's not 100% true, but it feels like they're speaking the same language. Um, people can buy stuff and then sell it later. Um, but but it, it's it's interesting how that, you know, you think about a two-sided market and it's it's weird how much kind of synergy there is between the two sides where you guys are. It's absolutely true. And, and close to half of the people that buy on Reverb also sell on Reverb. And it's part of the the beauty of reverb that if you buy an instrument on reverb and it's not the right instrument for you, you can just immediately turn around and sell it. And because reverb has created this great marketplace with buyers and sellers all over the world, in a lot of cases, if it's the wrong instrument, you can turn around and sell it, you know, very quickly at very close to the price you paid. So the cost of, of trying the instrument and exploring something new is actually very low. So you guys recently released your earnings report and Q1 was the best quarter ever, I think I read. Uh, tell us what led to such great sales this year. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, if we're looking at the last year, you know, needless to say, the pandemic had a huge impact on our sales. And there were really two things that were happening during the pandemic. One was the fact that more people were interested in music than ever before. So demand for musical instruments was at an all-time high. As people were stuck at home, more people wanted to make music. 
And then on the other side, because of restrictions that were put in place, some of the local um, music stores were closed. And so if people wanted to find musical instruments, Reverb was really the best place to do that. And so the combination of people being really interested in musical instruments and, and the changes in the dynamics for the local stores having to be closed and those local stores having to shift their businesses online had a very strong positive impact on our business. That's really interesting. I mean, it's like th there were two factors that were pandemic related, like what the other supply was and then what the demand in terms of people being stuck at home and wanting to do it. Absolutely. And, and one of the great things about Reverb um, compared to other sellers of musical instruments is that we have, you know, we're a marketplace and we have thousands of sellers from all over the world, ranging from the largest musical instrument stores to individuals who might sell one or two instruments a year. So while um, last year supply was constrained actually in the musical, uh, musical instrument industry because a lot of manufacturers um, struggled to manufacture and, and, and be in compliant with um, COVID-related restrictions, it meant that um, instruments were harder to find. But because Reverb has thousands of sellers from all over the world, even if it wasn't, even if an instrument wasn't available from one of the larger musical instrument sellers, it was still available on Reverb because one of the thousands of sellers on, uh, on Reverb from all over the world had that instrument. Well, it's almost like that that used and vintage instrument side of it could almost um, be be like a buffer for supply. It absolutely is. And that's that's what we saw last year as as it became harder to get certain new instruments because of challenges in manufacturing, users turned more and more often to used instruments. And of course, you know, reverb actually started as a marketplace primarily for used instruments. And with our tremendous supply of used instruments, it meant that if the new instrument, wasn't available, users could find a used alternative that met their needs. Did you learn anything about your your customers and users from the from the pandemic? Besides besides obviously how they react in a pandemic, but did you learn anything that's going to like inform things going forward? You know, uh, the the main thing we learned about our users during the pandemic is is especially, you know, as things were, you know, choppy in, in the early stages of the pandemic when when it wasn't clear that people would be able to get their instruments, and it wasn't clear how shipping would work with you know, UPS and FedEx, what our users really wanted was clarity. They wanted mm. to be able to be confident that if they ordered that instrument, maybe because they were recording something and they wanted to make sure to you know, meet the opportunity when they were inspired, they wanted to be confident that they would actually get that instrument. They didn't want us selling them an instrument and then you know, getting a notice, hey, shipping is delayed, you know, by UP, you know, UPS shipping is delayed, so your instrument may not come for a week or two. So what we actually did during the pandemic is we actually reviewed all of the all of the shipments from our sellers to figure out which ones were actually shipping on time and which ones and, and which ones were on routes that were not hindered in any way because of the pandemic. So that when we told our users, hey, you can expect to receive this this instrument in this period of time, we could have confidence that they actually would. Got it. So separate from the pandemic, do you think other things led to where your success is going now? Is there anything about where you've come as a business, any new offerings from the business that have start, something about the interface or, or something else about the way the, the workflow for the customer or the seller is structured? Any of that stuff also contributing to where things have come this year? 
Absolutely. You know, um, there's there's a few things that we've done really over the last couple of years to improve the experience on Reverb that has that has dramatically impacted our business. One is we've made it much easier for sellers on Reverb to actually sell gear. So if you're a very large seller, like you're a, a major music store like the Chicago Music Exchange in Chicago or Alto Music, we've built really good systems to allow um, to allow you to sell on Reverb and and maintain um, how do I describe it and and you know keep track of your inventory in a comprehensive way. So mm-hmm. you can list a piece of gear on your own website. You can also list it on Reverb, and if you sell it on Reverb, you'll know and it'll automatically come down from your own website and vice versa. If you sell it on your own website, we'll know and the instrument you know will come down from Reverb. So if you're a major seller and you've got a lot of inventory. It's very easy to sell, uh, you know, in all the places that you want to sell. And then for the smaller sellers, we've made it much easier to use Reverb by, for example, um, integrating some really good shipping options. And if you sell a musical instrument on Reverb, um, you can, through us, buy, buy a shipping label at UPS or FedEx and very easily um, get a, a very good price for actually shipping the instrument. Um, one other thing I'll add that we didn't do last year, but that we did relatively recently is we realized for a lot of people that were selling guitars on Reverb, one of the biggest challenges actually was just getting a box to ship that you know guitar in. And one of the smartest things I think Reverb did, the company actually did it before I joined, was we just started selling guitar boxes. So if you sell a guitar and um, and you need a box to ship that guitar, you can, you know, for $35, you can get three guitar boxes from Reverb and uh, makes it just that much easier for you to sell. And all of these little things that we put together to make the, the selling and buying experience much easier um, really contributed to our success beyond the pandemic. Wow, it, it's interesting. As you talk, I haven't thought about the, this level of detail for reverb on, on the on the supply side. And um, as you talk, it really sounds like you've built this for sellers in a way that it. I don't think people talk about Amazon the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. It's it's been one of the you know one of the wonderful things about reverb is that we are one hundred percent focused on the sellers and buyers of musical instruments. And because we have that singular focus, it allows us to build custom solutions that really are tailored to um, to the to those two entities. So, for example, if you're a seller of a musical instrument, if you go to sell um, if you go to sell that instrument, let's use eBay as the example. If you go to sell that instrument on eBay, eBay doesn't know the difference between a Martin guitar or a Taylor guitar or you know, um, a guild, they just know that you're selling something and you can, you can designate the category. It's a musical instrument, but they don't really understand the differences. We have a dedicated team that, uh, that knows not just the brands of guitars, but the models of guitars. And that goes back to vintage, you know, models of guitars. So if you want to list a guitar and you don't know the, the specs of that guitar, we likely have the specs of that guitar and we can, we can share them with you so that you can include them in your listing and make it really easy for sellers to sell, specifically because our knowledge of the musical instruments that they're selling is so great. And on the reverse, on the buyers, it's the same situation. For buyers, we can help them. If you're looking for an acoustic guitar for 
under $500, this is the range of acoustic guitars that are available to you. These are the different tonal properties of those guitars. And there's something about that singular focus on, on, the musical, on, on musical instruments that allows us to deliver a great experience for both buyers and sellers in our marketplace. You know, you mentioned eBay, um, and I assume before Reverb really took off, that was probably the, the the main online place where this was happening. You've talked a little bit about kind of how you've differentiated and why that's maybe led to Reverb's success. Are there other things in, in, in a world where eBay was pretty much owned the entire market of, of individuals selling uh, used stuff to each other, basically? <laughs> uh, are there other things that that kind of led to Reverb's success in spite of the fact that there was kind of already a big gorilla in the space? Um, yeah, there's there's a number of factors that led to our success. You know, our, uh, again, our singular focus on musical instruments allowed us to um, do a number of things differently, to have a, a number of unique things related to uh, Reverb that, that eBay or others don't have. And we really focus on, on four key things. The first one is inventory because Reverb is so focused on musical instruments and because we work so closely with sellers, large and small throughout the world, we just have the largest inventory of musical instruments. So, you know, if you're looking for a baby tailor, a new baby tailor guitar, most, most sellers are, are going to have that guitar if it's been recently manufactured. But I'll use an example. Um, you know, I was just recently talking to the, um, the CEO of Etsy, our parent company, and, and he was telling me that when he was in high school, he played a Guild X79. That's a, um, I think that only about 400, it was an electric guitar. I think only about 400 of that guitar were actually, you know, manufactured. This would have been in the, in the mid 80s. And of course, there are Guild X79s available on Reverb. So we, we just have an inventory that, um, that eBay or, or other sellers of musical instruments can't match. The second, the second thing is really our expertise. What um, Reverb has a team that we refer to internally as our product catalog team. And that team are, is true experts on guitars. They can tell you for an acoustic guitar if, or an electric guitar, you know, any type of guitar, what the nut width is of, you know, of that guitar, whether it's a one and 11 sixteenths inch nut width or a one and three quarters inch nut width, which guitar players really care about. What's the profile of the neck? We have experts in synthesizers that can really explain to you as the buyer, what's the difference between an analog synthesizer um, versus a poly synthesizer and what, and what different tonal properties different synthesizers have. And um, as, as users started to use Reverb, they really were able to get more comfortable because of the clear expertise that we had. They, they were able to get more comfortable that they had a higher likelihood of finding an instrument that, um, that resonated with them, uh, if you'll forgive the pun. Uh, the, the third thing is the community. We've, you know, Reverb now has millions of users that visit Reverb on a monthly basis looking for that right musical instrument or looking to sell their, their musical instrument. And we actually just launched a, a, a feature that I'm really excited about, which is something called Gear Collections, where we allow our users to share with other users what's in their collection, even if they're not selling so that you have the ability to connect with other users that share an interest in the same types of instruments 
that uh, that you do. So if you're somebody that's really into um, making it up, you know, Moog synthesizers, you can connect with somebody else that's really passionate about Moog synthesizers and engage in a discussion about about that that instrument. And then the last one is that um, Reverb works closely with dealers from all over the country. And it allows us, or all over the world, and it allows us to do things that um, that others that don't work so closely with those dealers can't do. For example, in certain cases, we've partnered with dealers to make it easy for users to just, rather than listing a guitar for sale, to just directly sell it to a dealer at you know at a at a price right out of the gate and not have to go through the back and forth about selling the guitar. So between the inventory we have, the expertise that we bring, the way we bring together our community and the way we work with a broad dealer network, all of those things are really are things that differentiate us and make us a much more compelling destination for somebody that is looking for that musical instrument that will inspire them. Well, one of the reasons I love doing these interviews is, is sure, to find out about your, your journey, about your company and so forth, but also to sort of make make uh, connections and get lessons learned for other folks who are starting companies to think a little bit about, you know, what 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 has worked for others and so forth. And I really take away from this, this kind of lean in experience of really thinking through the entire channel from from the supply chain all the way to the the, the buyer at the very end and, and the things happening in between, like that direct to dealer sale opportunity and so forth. So it's really uh, helpful. So I appreciate you sharing so much uh of the detail and the nuance of, of how you guys got here. So look, we have to take a quick break, Dave, but when we come back, I want to ask you about your parent company, Etsy, and what it's been like um, to, to, to live through that acquisition. So we'll be right back in one minute. If you're listening to this podcast, the Music Tectonics Conference was made for you. We want to give you the chance to win a free ticket to join us online, in the metaverse, and on a carousel by the sea. I have dibs on the dolphin, by the way. And it's actually a carousel by the sea. It's pretty exciting. Anyway, sign up for the Music Tectonics newsletter by June 21st, 2021, and you'll be entered with other new subscribers in a drawing for a free conference ticket. Well, what do you say? You're already a subscriber? Well, that's that's no big deal. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. You'll be entered in a separate drawing just for our loyal readers. Subscribe at musictectonics.com to enter. All right, we are back. And Dave, as I said, I'm really curious about, I think less than two years ago, Reverb was acquired by Etsy, which um, on in some ways like makes total sense, but I had no idea. I, I, I didn't see it coming. But I'm really curious, how's that influenced the business? Yeah, overall, Etsy's had a great influence on our business. You know, the, the first thing and why, you know, I'm sure a lot of people didn't see it coming. But one of the key things that Etsy um, Etsy has and 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 Reverb has and and why it's worked so well is that Etsy, like us, really has this focus on small businesses. So many of the sellers on Etsy are small businesses, as are so many of the sellers on Reverb. Yes, we've got you know major um, guitar dealers and manufacturers selling on Reverb, but we but the vast majority of our sellers are small businesses or individuals. And, um, and in a lot of cases, they're family-owned shops. So that, that focus on how do we deliver you know, solutions, how do we make things easier for small businesses, and how do we help those small businesses succeed? Um, the fact that both Etsy and Reverb have that, 
you know, have that focus has, has really helped us. Etsy's also um, maintains a really strong focus on their community and what are, what's the experience for their users and what's the journey that users take as they use Etsy? How do they, how do they first learn about Etsy and how can, how can we make the experience really good for people that might not be as familiar as our plat- with our platforms when they're using it um, for the first time? The other, the one area where Etsy's had a major impact on, um, on Reverb is on social impact. And Etsy's a company that, to their credit, and uh, now to our credit, is very focused on the impact that the business has on the world. So just um, one by one example, Etsy's very focused on the impact on the environment, on the products, uh, the products that are manufactured on Etsy and and the way those products you know, get, get into the hands of buyers. And they brought that influence to Reverb. So um, with Etsy's blessing, we now do um, carbon offsets for uh, that uh, offset all of the carbon impact of all of the um, packaging that is used on, uh, in, for, the, for the products that are, that are sold on Reverb and for the shipping and, and for the uh, carbon impact of the shipping costs. Of the, of the shipping, I should say, of the products. And it's been really rewarding to our team and I, and I think to our users to, to know that you can operate a business um, in a way that is, you know, that is good business while at the same time also being very mindful of the impact that you're having on the community around you. And, um, and Etsy has really, has really inspired that in, in Reverb. I love that. that. That's great. At our PR firm, Rock, Paper, Scissors, we are also working on, on a, a similar initiative. Every, for every press hit that we get for one of our clients, we, uh, we plant 10 trees uh, through an organization we partner with. And it just, it just feels great to be able to tell our clients that something that was primarily a print business once, a time, once upon a time, using up trees is, is primarily not anymore. But still, like, you know, we travel to conferences and so forth. So it's great, it's great to, to know that you're not contributing to, to the worsening of the, of the planet uh, while you're helping people make music, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, so Dave, you spent almost six years at Indiegogo, primarily as the CEO. What was it like while you were there? You know, Indiegogo is wonderful, and it it, it relates to my passion for small businesses. You know, I actually um, my my dad operated a small retail business in in San Francisco where I grew up, and I worked in that small business. And there's something about helping um, entrepreneurs and small businesses that really motivates me. So Indiegogo is a crowdfunding platform that, that connects entrepreneurs and small businesses with consumers who want to help them fund their ideas and products. And what I loved about Indiegogo was getting to interact with a great variety of entrepreneurs that were bringing products onto our platform. There were entrepreneurs that brought medical devices and um, electric bicycles and better headphones. We actually even had... Um, uh, manufacturers of guitar pedals on Indiegogo and Indiegogo, you know, I was there for about six years and, and every day I was inspired and motivated by the entrepreneurs and small businesses that were trying to launch businesses on our platform. And I was really excited that, you know, over our, over my time there, we were able to help those small businesses raise over a billion dollars to to fund their businesses and and launch their products and many of those businesses are thriving today 
Um, so overall, it was a it was a it was a really rewarding experience. That's awesome. How has what you learned at Indiegogo influenced your ideas for Reverb? Yeah, it's it's influenced a number of my ideas. You know, the main thing that I learned at Indiegogo is um, for individual, you know, for smaller sellers, there's so much that they that they need to do. For if you're a small business, and you know, say, you know, if I'm looking at Reverb, say I'm a new pedal manufacturer. I'm, I've got so much to do. I'm trying to build a brand. I'm trying to, I might, you know, maybe I'm thinking I want to sell directly online. I need to create a transaction processing platform. So I need a deal. I need a partnership with a payment processor. I've got, I've got, you know, and at the same time, I'm trying to build my product and maybe I'm trying to raise money. What I, what I learned at Indiegogo is that um, if you're operating a really good online marketplace, you really can make the experience of launching a new business and building a business so much easier for a seller. And I got really, you know, while I was there, I just got really excited about how, you know, I could do that at Indiegogo. And I've gotten even more excited about how we're able to do that at Reverb. The classic example um, is online marketing. If I'm, if I'm a guitar pedal manufacturer, I don't really know anything about, I, I don't want to overgeneralize. It's unlikely that I know a lot about online marketing. How do I use Facebook and Google and other online marketing platforms to bring people, you know, to, to help people become aware of my pedal and, um, and, and get them to actually buy it? Well, maybe the, the entrepreneur doesn't need to, you know, figure that out at the outset. Maybe they can focus their energy on just building a really amazing pedal that inspires music makers, we can do the other part. We can, you know, through our expertise in online marketing, we can drive consumers to their pedals and we can help them with customer support when the, when the customer's got a question about, you know, when the pedal will arrive or about the capabilities of the pedal so that they don't have to build out that capability either. And so, you know, one of the main things that I learned is that when you're operating a really good online marketplace, you can really help a, a small business. Um, the second thing that I learned, you know, in, in, at Indiegogo and also at, at um, now, now even more so in a lot of ways at Reverb is there's so many ways to inspire users. You know, at, at, at Indiegogo, it was fun to see the way users would get excited about how they maybe could change their commute from, you know, riding to work in their car to riding on an electric bicycle or hearing users, you know, get excited about, you know, some, you know, a, a product that was going to in some way, you know, maybe it was an exercise product. We had a, a really good rowing uh, machine that used really great technology to improve the rowing machine experience on Indiegogo. And it was great to hear people get inspired by how they would, you know, how it could, you know, change the way that they exercise. Similarly, at Reverb, it's been really exciting to see how a large marketplace like ours that connects millions of sellers and buyers has the opportunity to inspire and has the opportunity to inspire music makers to try a new instrument, to try a new effect with the instrument that they're playing, to inspire them to just make more music. I've been, you know, it's a, just been a very, um, you know, in both experiences, there's the, just been this great opportunity to see the way 
operating a, a good business that connects the right uh, the right people on both sides can really can really in, in, inspire people in many ways. Well, it's interesting because on Indiegogo, there's kind of almost only so much you can do to make sure that everything goes through the entire process. Reverb's built from the ground up to be more more like a marketplace in a sense where where you really, you could get into the weeds and the details of, of things like shipping and so forth to make sure that the full customer experience is there. So it sounds in a way like you're able to, to, to sort of bring what you learn from Indiegogo and actually go a, f- a little bit further because Reverb is a little bit more of a... I don't. I don't want. I don't know whether to call it a closed ecosystem, but in a way, it's just built out more to like go all the way from the beginning to the end of the transaction and the relationship. It is, and is, and yes, Dimitri, absolutely. And as we've talked about, um, reverb is more. Um, I don't know if the right word. I, I can't think of the right word. It's neither symbiotic or cyclical, but there's there 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 is a word reciprocal. That, yeah, right. It's more. It is more reciprocal. So mm-hmm. many. So many of the buyers on Reverb are also sellers on Reverb, and and that's that's a very different thing. And and what we've you know what we've learned is you know one of the exciting things about Reverb is that we're always thinking about both parties because they're they're very much the same. If I'm if we're launching a new feature for a seller, that new feature is going to impact a buyer who is also a seller, you know and it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's given us this ability to sort of fuse in a lot of ways, you know, the, the needs of the users, because in so many ways, they're actually the same. And, um, and again, that singular focus has really helped us. So we can really focus, like I said, on the, like the example I shared on the guitar boxes, you know, at Indiegogo, we were selling this huge range of products. At Reverb, we're really focused on musical instruments. The way we describe it at Reverb is that our, our vision at Reverb is to unite music makers with musical instruments that will inspire them in ways that nobody else can. And that, that focus allows us you know, to do things like the guitar boxes and like our, our product catalog team that, that can allow us to delivered unique experiences that that nobody else can match. Awesome. That's great. Well, look, we got to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to keep widening out. I want to ask you about some, some trends that are emerging, both in terms of musical instruments and bigger shifts in the industry. We will be right back. What's up, beautiful listeners? I've got a question for you. What do you want to hear next? Let me know at pages.musictectonics.com slash feedback. Suggest future guests and music tech topics you want to hear us cover and tell us how we're doing. Again, that's pages.musictectonics.com slash feedback. Look forward to hearing from you. Okay, we're back. It's it's really interesting, Dave, that reverb is as loved by the guitar world as it is by artists who use the latest synths or sequences or drum machines. It's like all over the map in terms of genre and scene. What trends are you seeing in terms of innovative instruments that are gaining in popularity? Dimitri, that's a great question. And that that's one of the fun parts about reverb is just is just seeing, you know, what's what's becoming popular at any point in time. Um, one very big trend that we have noticed is the is the the surge in people's interest in effects pedals. Um, you know, effects pedals for for those that might not be aware, are just those small metal boxes that a, a player who's playing live will usually have on the floor that they can um, that they can engage with their foot, and it it essentially just 
tweaks, you know, or changes the sound of the guitar or another instrument. You know, they started primarily for guitars, but now they're often being used um, with synthesizers and, um, and an array of other instruments. And we're seeing effects pedals being used more and more. And those effects pedals in some ways are starting to become almost um, instruments in and of themselves. So, um, you know, one example is a company called uh, Hologram Electronics, a small effect pedal manufacturer that has that develops effect pedals that have such a range of capabilities that it's almost I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like another member of the band. Um, we've seen, you know, put in perspective last year, we had nearly 50,000 searches a day for effects pedals. And they've been, you know, effects pedals are among the most popular, you know, are, are uh, the, as popular as they have ever been on Reverb. But it's, it, it's not just effects pedals. We've seen, you know, with synthesizers and with more and more people recording at home, you know, we've seen, we've seen a surge in synthesizers. And um, in particular, vintage synth. Uh, since have really been growing in, in popularity. And we've seen, while overall prices have increased on, on Reverb for used gear over the last year, they've increased even more um, for used synthesizers as users are looking more and more for that classic synthesizer from, you know, maybe from the 80s or 90s to get exactly the sound that, uh, that, that, that they're looking for. Um, one of the things that, you know, I'll say we're also seeing on Reverb is that is that cycle of users starting with a musical instrument and you know starting starting with something you know fairly like a beginner instrument and then and then working their way up as they go like i know that actually happened in my own household in the last year where you know i i have a 10 year old son and he was became very interested in synthesizers maybe because i was talking about them so much and we started with a chord monologue and then you know um worked our way from there up to a you know korg cross and now you know now he's ready you know for the for the next you know maybe for a roland or something you know or a mode or something you know at, a, at an even higher level and um you know the while we've seen you know an interest in a lot of new musical instruments we're also seeing again more and more of an interest in users that are that are getting into music and expanding their musical horizons as they go. Yeah, that's really cool. You could kind of watch trends in terms of what sounds people are interested in based on what instruments they're searching for or buying. And then I love that what you say about the user journey where you could look at an individual user if you could you know, see into what they're doing and, and, and really get a sense of kind of their own educational path and their own interest path. Absolutely, Dimitri. And that's been a big focus for us in the last year is that now, because we have so many users that are using Reverb to buy and sell musical instruments, and as I mentioned earlier, now that we're giving users the ability to tell us what instruments they have, which gives us a really strong indicator of you know, what kind of music they're interested in, it really helps us to recommend what might be right for the next phase of their musical journey. And I don't want to talk about myself too much, but I... I started out exclusively as an acoustic guitar player. I just loved the sound of acoustic guitars. And I think in my mind, I thought as soon as, you know, when I get really good at the acoustic guitar, then I will start to explore other instruments. Maybe in a way I feel like I haven't gotten there yet. But then all of a sudden, you know, I, I was seeing what was happening with pedals and, and you know, I got inspired by um, seeing my colleagues play electric 
and you know electric instruments and i um i saw some of our videos about synthesizers and all of a sudden i thought you know it might be interested it might be interesting to try a little bit you know maybe learn to play the uh the keys and be able to expand my musical horizons that way i purchased my first electric guitar in the last year and then very quickly purchased my second electric guitar <laughs> and um there's there is some there is something about being able to be part of a user's musical journey and be able to help guide their musical journey. And, you know, as a user, Reverb helped me quite a bit on that musical journey. And we're inspired by our ability to inspire, you know, to, to inspire the millions of users that visit Reverb regularly on their journeys as well. Cool. No, that's that's so much fun. And, and you get to you get windows into it. Of course, you're lucky you get to be on the front line so you can see what kind of interesting instruments cross your path that that kind of uh, get you excited. Um, I, I, you know, I kind of at Music Tectonics, we sort of bounce between the recorded music industry and the musical instrument space and and really like connecting the dots between the two, which is one of the fun things here, because for so long, they've kind of operated as, as separate silos. But as things get more digital and more online, it's starting to seem like there's connections to be made. And so I'd love, you know, to, to ask you when you look at the music landscape that's emerging as a result of this maturation of the digital music economy, and maybe as we're coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, what seismic shifts are you keeping an eye on that maybe aren't maybe they aren't directly related to what Reverb's up to today, but sort of help you sort of think about where things are going? Oh boy, Dimitri, I love that question, and it's actually um, my answer is a little bit related to I, I know some of the work that you're doing um, most closely with, uh, say, CD Baby. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest shift that we are seeing in the in the way people are playing music and then the way they're recording music and the way that they're distributing music, all of which are extremely exciting, but I'll, I'll stay focused. The biggest shift is in the ability for the musician to do more themselves mm -hmm. and to not be as reliant on a record label or a promoter or whatever else it is that allows that in the past a a musician was really relying on in um, in order to be able to make a living playing music. So one of the trends that we're following very closely is the way that musicians that use reverb that are finding the instruments on reverb to make that music are then turning to digital platforms to distribute that music like CD Baby and like Bandcamp and others. And that's a trend that's absolutely fascinating to us because what we'd like to be able to do is enable musicians, that the musicians that want to be professional musicians to be able to be professional musicians and to be able to support themselves through their music. Our, our mission at Reverb is to make the world more musical. And we feel that if more people can actually earn a living playing music, recording music, um, performing music live, that will make the world more musical. And so that's the biggest trend that we're following outside of the musical instrument industry is, is, the, is the new ways that artists, that musicians are, are able to support themselves making music. Awesome. This has been so much fun, Dave. I appreciate you coming on and your generosity of, of transparency with where you guys have been, where you're going, what you're thinking about. As we wrap up, you know, we've got a pretty strong B2B audience. Um, a lot of people from 
record labels, music tech startups, distribution companies, marketing uh, startups for the music space and so forth. Is there anything that we should be telling them about how they could interact with Reverb besides obviously buying and selling instruments? Are there things that you kind of would love to, to I mean, you, you kind of mentioned with the distribution side, there might be some possibilities there. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave folks with as we wind down? Yeah, absolutely. The, the main thing that I would leave people in the musical industry with about Reverb is, is to think of Reverb as your partner. Reverb, we don't, um, the only thing that Reverb actually sells directly is guitar boxes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so it's, the way Reverb has has built our business is we are we we try to partner with the with the people in the music industry. I I hope that or in the musical instrument industry. I hope that I hope that as people think about Reverb, they think about us as as a company that can be a partner to help with this transition that is happening in the industry. Just like in so many industries, so much of business is shifting from traditional offline platforms like the stores themselves to online. And I the main thing I would say is rather than seeing that as a threat, I think what um, what um, everybody from manufacturers to dealers to individual buyers and sellers should see is an opportunity. More people are interested in music than ever before. More people are playing music than ever before. Um, the, as I, Demand is higher than it's ever been. Now is the time to really um, to really, you know, partner and and be part of the future of, of music making. And, and Reverb is excited to be in the position to be able to partner with so many exciting entities to be able to make that happen. And to, you know, I'd, I'd hope that everybody would really think of Reverb as, as a partner to help the, their businesses thrive and to help us all achieve uh, what is our overall mission, which is to make the world more musical. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Dave. Unfortunately, I have to go. I have to go search for a new loop pedal or maybe a modular sense. So I'm going to have to cut it short. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Dimitri. I really enjoyed speaking. It was a blast. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We put out new episodes every week. Want more? Find it at musictectonics.com. You can dig deeper into this episode, learn about our annual conference, get the Music Tectonics app, and sign up for our newsletter. MusicTectonics.com has it all. Also, look for Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. And connect with me, Dimitri Vitsa, on LinkedIn. Peace. You're listening to Music Tectonics.